0: Welcome to The Inside Joe. This is episode four. Uh, We're going to be calling this one Beauty in the Struggle. Um, We're going to be talking about some hard-hitting topics, so bear with us as we take the journey together. Um, We're going to be talking about uh, violence in the south side of Chicago, some of the violence and uh, culture differences in Palestine, along with diversity. Kind of growing up um, with uh, different ethnicities and how we kind of coped with some of the Um, Issues that we dealt with growing up. Um, So, you're going to want to tune in for the whole episode here. And, you know, I don't want to waste more time with the intro, so let's just get it started. Thanks for joining us for episode four of The Inside Joe. Uh, Today we have. Rob, uh, if you might remember him from episode one. Uh, Rob, if you just want to say hi to everyone, real quick. Hey, guys, what's up? Um, so, uh, we're going to be talking also with Nura from episode three. If you wanted to say hi to everyone, too, before we get started. What up, what up? And that's how we say hi. <laughs> uh, so, basically, um, we used to dive into some topics that were uh, pretty lighthearted with the last segments uh, this episode, and kind of moving on, we want to kind of hit topics that. Um, have a little bit more heart to it, and that things are just kind of interesting to to myself um, as well. So, and uh, Chicago meets Palestine, and Rob, uh, you you kind of uh, represent the Chicago in the story, okay? Um, and the Nura is uh, representing the Palestine part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw personally a lot of, um, of subjects in, in common with where we're at in today's world. Um, I have some questions for you about Chicago. Can you kind of just describe uh, where you're from? and um, how it was to grow up in that area
1: yeah definitely um south side of chicago growing up was rough um a lot of shootings and murders stuff like that mm-hmm. um it's like glorified to sell drugs and you know do negative things so that's a that's about it yeah so and you were your you same place your whole life or did you move at all yeah when i was I moved over where I'm at now, south side of Chicago, when I was like 8 or 9. Ever since then I've been in the same spot. Okay. Gotcha. i don't want to disclose that information.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay and then Nuna, you, know, you, have, um, you uh, were raised in Palestine, um, but originally you were born in kind of the Chicago area, is that true?
2: Yes. Um, I was actually, my dad lived in the States for 33 years, Okay, and uh, I was born, I think, in like <laughs> western suburbs, okay, somewhere in a the hospital there. Yeah. And but I moved. We all moved to Palestine, Jerusalem, when I was like maybe one, less than one year old, and I grew up there half of my life. And I moved to Ramallah, which is the West Bank, technically Palestinian territory, mm-hmm. um, around 16 years old. So most of my life I was raised there. It's rough. It is but i I was kind of desensitized to it you know i was used to it so when i came here people were like oh like you're from palestine like how did you survive and i'm like "Uh," i mean you kind of get used to it you know the checkpoints all that stuff when you talk about it to people who are not used to it they're they're going to be surprised
0: but and i guess the same can be said about the south side of chicago Mm -hmm. i know like nationwide my friends in different like you know states when they hear chicago they immediately just think about Chirac and they think about Chicago being terrible. like a war yeah, that's area. Terrible. That's terrible. Um, so today we want to kind of clarify the what's true, what's not true from both areas. I just want to go through some statistics that we have here for about the South Side of Chicago. And then if you want to kind of All right, let's just see. chime in, um, yeah. let me know what feels a little bit over-exaggerated or like what you feel about it. So the first that we have is that there were 66 murders in May. So that's uh, just in the month of May, there were 66 murders in Chicago. Um, and that's basically about a 40% increase from the 47 uh, murders recorded in the same month last year so basically last year at Chicago I remember um, especially in the summer we're like it's going it's nuts right now like there's way too many murders and then this year we're, we're increasing it mm-hmm. um, also the May's murder account brings the total number of slayings in the first five months of the year so from January to, to May um from 243, um, actually to 243, and that's a 48% increase from the same time last year, which was 164 people killed. So, I mean, these stats are kind of amazingly awful. Um, And I I promise not to keep going too much longer with all these stats, because I know it's not the best thing to hear, but it's just what's really going on over here in Chicago. So the Mm -hmm. last stat I'll kind of give you is uh, total shootings through this May. Um there's a like one thousand two hundred and forty three for the year, and that's a fifty one percent increase over the same time period last year. and last year there was eight hundred and twenty shootings. Yeah. so to have to have one thousand two hundred and forty three shootings already is kind of
1: uh, incredible. I think three things need to be considered. yeah one, you have the people that want to do better, but they don't have the resources to do it. Um, two, you have the people that just don't give a shit. they want to proactively do it. yeah, and three was the biggest point I think is population control what do you mean by that um, a good example would be like um like AIDS or like a disease in which it can wipe out an entire population or like a certain group of people there are cures for this stuff it's just not proactively given out to those that actually need it because it's all population control. I think bigger picture, society is set up where we have to have a certain people of this group, this group, and this group. And then also, if you just put them, it's like a contained category or a contained environment. They'll wipe themselves out along with the, the um, infectious diseases or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So in all essence, it controls itself. Okay. So, basically, we should be able to do something about it to decrease
0: it and not increase the issue. Mm-hmm. But so what you're saying is just, it's almost like we're choosing not to, at least as a
1: government. Well, yeah, it does sound like that. But it's all control. It's all control. Think about it. Um, south side of Chicago, got McDonald's, Harold's Chicken, liquor stores. Yeah. Okay. You don't really have a lot of facilities in which you can work out, and it's been scientifically proven that if you work out, you're not as depressed, you have better things to do, and you feel better overall about your life. But if you consume grease-heavy foods every night, McDonald's, because some people don't have the job, so they're like, I know it's bad for me, but I can get five burgers for $6 to feed my family. And then it's already rough, so they're like, shit, I need a drink too. Right. So overall, you got all of this stuff, nine times out of 10, average person may not make it to about 65 without having something wrong with them where they are about to tap out at like 70. That's a good point. And it, it's, it's control, but it's also a choice because you can go outside of your element, but you're going to access what's readily available. And that shit is readily available so it's like it's like i can take you out but also i'm a slide hey i give you a choice to choose this i know you're gonna choose this close it's a good point
0: and also um it, it just shows like in the summertime it gets hot too not a lot of air conditioning around tensions kind of flare up too and with everything that you said added to it the diet the basically um yeah you're gonna want to drink after having a rough day exactly. being feeling heated so tensions flare
1: all of those factors with the stuff that I'm talking about, it's sure. accelerated. Sure. So it
0: speeds up the process more. Sure, That's all it is. And uh, just going to Nera here, so what we're hearing from Rob, you know, there's a lot of violence and I feel like Palestine's a little different with that because it's been an ongoing kind mm-hmm. of uh, issue with that. And so do you feel like more of the current events, uh, a big issue in, in Palestine is kind of uh, homosexuality and how it's portrayed or?
2: On a societal level? Yes it's it's one aspect Yes. okay so what
0: other
1: aspects then
2: so i would say gender roles um of course that's also prevalent in all other societies but specifically in palestine how women are very undervalued like women's presence or actions in a political sense also is extremely powerful like in the intifada which is technically Let's say the first Intifada, which is the first uprising of Palestinian people in 1967. They women have played a very significant role. They kind of were on the front lines of the resistance, mm-hmm. which is not, you know, talked about in media at all. You know, like people think that women in Palestine or Arab countries or Muslim countries are very oppressed, but women have so much strength. Yeah, they Mm. fight on the front lines. They're like, we're going to get these guns and we're going to go get like we're going to take care of our families at the same time. And we're going to fight for ourselves and for our countries. So uh, that's not publicized at all.
1: Yeah. Question. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's do you think it's so hard to break out of like the traditionalism and everything like that because of biblical purposes or the Quran or? Like is is it is it hard to develop outside of what traditionally happened? Only because it's biblical. So like religion, yeah, plays a big part.
2: I feel like it's it's perceived that religion, specifically Islam, is is because Islam is, is the ma- major religion in Palestine now. Okay. Um, I feel like it's perceived perceived that Islam is a hindrance or like a, a sort of a wall for that progression but it's really not it's really not I feel like occupation is the wall that holds everything back because people there are so many people that are very radical whether they're feminists or like even gay or lesbian that still hold on to Islam as, as a fundamental kind of value but still follow their own lifestyles because generally islam is a very peaceful religion Mm -hmm. it is and specifically towards women's rights like women were always um valued so highly in islam Mm but like it's just very not publicized as such and it's really unfortunate
1: yeah that's definitely not yeah. publicized the way mm-hmm. it should be so, I not even know that just
0: for clarity's sake i think what really kind of intrigued me was when you were talking about like women you know they're they're protecting their own homes mm-hmm. and and you know and they're fighting for their country mm-hmm. um, so what is it like so when you say that they're trying to fight for their own homes what are they protecting from like is there issues like that there
2: well the normal stuff like whether it's sexual, sexual assault, abuse mm-hmm. within families, whether it's um, being forced into marriage. Um, that stuff is still prevalent. I'm not trying to say that these things are not happening. They are. They mm-hmm. most certainly are happening. Like Women are still being forced to get married at young ages. Um, they're being forced to get married no matter what age. Um, they are being abused by their fathers, their brothers, their husbands, yeah. and their families not saying anything about it these things are prevalent Mm -hmm. but what I respect so much about women at home is that they still stand their ground no matter what you know what I mean and there's still that that sense of like perseverance that sense of like staying grounded and rooted and being like we can get by no matter what it is because there's such an environment of violence like I said, we become so so desensitized to it, which is not a good thing. But it also makes you stronger to yeah. kind of get by the next day. I
0: hear what you're saying, but I guess like what's going on in Palestine. Personally, I know like you know the history, you know of war and and, and all that. But what does it look like now today? I guess
2: in terms of like statistics, I'm not gonna give you specific statistics. Sure. But let's say for the month of May and April, let's say around 25 children have been murdered by israeli soldiers in the month of may for no reason um just because you know just because
3: was there a reason given nothing no like
2: like children whether it's home demolitions or mostly in gaza but some in the west bank as well like i'm from the west bank it's it's less violent as it as it is in Gaza but so many children have been just have lost their lives for no reason and i don't see any justification for children women or elderly people to die if they're not if they're not you know okay. fighting at least you know if they're not on the front lines of whatever it is like they nobody deserves to die if yeah. they're not opposing okay. you know
0: See i, I mean? didn't know i didn't i guess like for me hearing that you mm-hmm. know that's something i didn't know that it was that prevalent in the sense of it could just it just happens for no reason. It does, yeah. So that that and you know that's that's got to be extremely difficult mm-hmm. to just live life not you know knowing anything could happen to you at yeah. any moment.
1: So, um, yeah, with Chicago, it's it's all control. It's it's different forms of control. You have the factors of like eating habits, drinking stuff like that. And then also, you want to establish fear in people so they expect something that's that's bigger than what it actually is. For example, you can get on Facebook or you turn on the news and you hear about all of this violence, all of it. Violence has always been a core part of Chicago, especially the South Side, Definitely. but if you look at it now, it's like... Man, I didn't what happened to my city? And now's a great time to go to our newest sponsor. It's
0: one of it's a hit podcast called Cereals, hosted by, um, everyone knows this man, um, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He's a great host. So let's tune in and, and see what they're all about. Hello, my name is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And this is cereals. Next, on cereal, we talking to that boy, Billy, that's addicted to the smacks. He in a disclosed camp where he's been talking about getting rid of the smacks addiction. So he might sound a little ruffled. Billy, first of all, Billy, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, no, man, yeah, no problem. Uh, you know, I'm just, just paying my dues right now, and, you know, I'm just... I just can't believe this happened to me. Now, Billy, can you take me back about... I know it's been 10 years, about since you've been accused of taking some Smacks cereal. Now, uh, how did you... How was a good good old softball captain in high school get a get did it a Smacks? Well... I'm not going to lie, you know, maybe the wrong people I've been around. You know, softball's a crazy game. People go to crazy parties and this smacks everywhere. But, uh, I talked to my friend Frankie and he, I'm just, you know, Frankie just, honestly, I didn't do anything. But I'm going to pay my dues because I did take some Frosted Flakes. I'm not going to lie. I did have some Frosted Flakes, <laughs> but I would never do sugar smack. Thank you, Billy. I appreciate your candor. Next on Cereals. Next on Cereals. My name is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, as always. And today we're gonna be talking to Billy's friend Frankie about Billy Max addiction. Now, now, now. First of all, Frankie, I want to thank you for being on the show. So, Frankie, what happened that ten years ago?
4: yeah sure so you know I, I was chilling we we wanted to go to a party so I said hey you know it's Frankie I'll take you to a party we drove down to Walmart now I went around the corner to go meet <laughs> some friends and I come back and all of a sudden I see Billy with some with some sugar smack looking frog that motherfucker has some blue suede shoes on Get his hands out! Like dig them. Can you dig them
0: now, frank Frankie, I know you're very emotional about this. You've been asked Look, about what happened to Billy for a long time. Now, now, to be honest, you sound like you've been uh, on some blue suede shoes of recent. Is that true?
4: Nah, I would never do that shit.
0: But you have a reputation of being fruity pebbles for a long time.
4: Look, fruity pebbles. I, I did that. I'll admit. But I never was on no sugar smacks. You know, I may have rocked an orange hat and blue suede shoes from time to time, but I never did smacks.
0: Are you talking about digging them as far as sugar smacks cereal? No, dig them. So you, the final answer: you you believe Billy didn't did or didn't eat that sugar smacks ten years ago?
4: Look, all I know is I seen him with a frog. I heard about that.
0: I know it's emotional, Frankie, but please put yourself together.
4: Look, Kellogg's got that, man.
0: It's ruined a lot of lives, I get it, Frankie.
4: Smacks. Last I heard, he was on Honey Smacks.
0: All right. Next, I'm serious. My name is is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I'm from New Jersey. I spoke to both... Billy and Frankie, and this—it was like, devastating. Oh, you hear the sirens in my heart. <laughs> We're talking about some devil, devil, devil frog with orange hats and a uh, unassuming dark green vest with blue suede shoes attacking America. Screaming, dig them! Screaming, dig em As if it uh, <gasps> should be banned. <laughs> So emotional. Yeah. We don't I cannot know what to believe. (laughs) Did Billy eat those smackums or did he now? We'll find out next on cereals. And thank you cereals for your sponsorship of The Inside Joe. And now Rob continues his talk about the
1: violence in the south side of Chicago. What's going on? Your city has been like this but it's the fact that it's more it's more light on it now yeah so if you that. me for example um, I go to sleep I hear gunshots everything like that I hear guns gunshots so much I dream of getting shot Ooh. so since I dream of getting shot yeah I don't like my area but my area needs people like me to see that it's possible to become something positive positive. and so is that why you stay of course Of course, people need to see, like, hey, it is possible to accomplish something. I'm not saying, like, I'm a big activist out there, like, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. But it says a lot if I don't say anything, and you see me go to work every day, you see me have a car, you see me have this, this, this. Not so much material things, but you just see me have a a positive lifestyle. I went to college, I graduated, and you just see, like, man, something is different about this guy. You never know who you can motivate without actually saying something.
2: Can I ask you a question? So you said that there's more light on the violence that's been going on going on in Chicago specifically Yeah, recently. Recently and specifically, <laughs> of course, <clears throat> an African American like on the African American culture in a in a sense. Yeah. And yeah. do you think that shedding that light on it has been in a positive way or a negative way? Or the way that it's perceived. Um. From the outside
1: looking in. I would say that it's. It's negative. Especially if you aren't really in contact with it. You come from like a privileged area. And you see this. You be like oh my god such animals. Why why would they do this to each other. Or humans in general. Be like yeah. I can't believe people can do this to each other. They can do it to each other. If. If. They don't have the resources. Some just don't care because not everyone is a good person. And then you add in the factor of, all control this by tapping into your eating habits, what's readily available, how much you drink, and limit access.
2: Hmm. And also like just internal, like just psychology in general. You know, like I feel like so many, just from an outsider perspective, that's been a part of like a violent, environment as well i feel like looking into like specifically the south side of chicago i feel like it's all that i see is that violence 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 like even in music even in like movies like it's also with the cult like i don't know how to describe it like people from that area also speak about this thing these things so much that people from the outside also see it that way so it's kind of internally and also externally bred that not of course that's a generalization but at the same time that there should be some sort of balance where that perception is wiped out and there should be an understanding that that's not what it's all about that there's something mm-hmm. much deeper than that.
1: that that's why that's why they do it though because it, it causes people to, to not want to be associated sometimes with other people um, I'll give an example. I was uh, walking into a building, right? And it was somebody ahead of me walking too. In my head, I didn't want to be bothered. I was just like, I don't want to be on the elevator with anyone else. Mm-hmm. So I stopped, fake tie my shoe, whatever. And I was like, you know what? Don't be like that. Just get on the elevator. But when I was walking, I was like, this dude don't want to get on the elevator with you anyway. This is what I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, okay. So I actually walk in on like whatever. So two elevators come down so I'm about to get on out there I'm about to let him go first he gets on the other elevator and I get on another. so in my head I was right the whole time I was like he doesn't want to be in a contained space with me it could be for whatever reason maybe he just didn't want to be bothered that day too you never yeah, know how people right. feel. so that's fine but it was just like I could see how it could be seen like look I, I know how I feel I just, you know, I just don't want to be close to something like that. It's like you don't want to be troubled or have
0: to deal with that yeah, every day. But,
1: but like I said, it could it could be anything. Maybe it's feeling like me. I don't want to be bothered. Sure. I don't want to be in the same spot. Cool. But it was just crazy to me how I was right. I was just like, I mean, I, I could see how, I mean, that that makes sense. Like every day, it's easy
0: to kind of to kind of prove you were right. I mean, and you you have that happen to you one too many times on a given day it just kind of like sure you're right there could be a reason for that person too maybe he wants to just be alone but if it's the same kind of thing that happens to you over and over it it happens quite frequently to me
1: like I was about to was like hey I don't want to be on the elevator with a certain group and I'm like you know don't be like that just get on the elevator yeah turns out I get on the elevator they wait for the next one so they they felt what I was thinking I just ignored it because I was like don't be that way.
3: Sure. I feel like it does come down to a lot of psychology and what's handed down and whatever you're around is what you're going to grow up with and what you're going to feel, even if it's negative, you feel more comfortable with. So obviously you're going to feel more comfortable with whatever you grew up with, negative or positive. And how far it stems back, especially in Chicago's case, in the South side, obviously you go way back to slavery and the, and the mental state and regardless your identity, African-Americans identity was stolen from them. So they had to create a new one. And because they had to start from such a, a butchered place, ignorance breeds ignorance. And when you keep that in one spot, so it does take people like you to step out of bounds and be like, look, that shit's not cool. Yeah. this is this is the way to go. And you don't really realize the downfall until it gets to that point. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's just I
1: think I mean. it's one main thing, though. And that main thing is the American dream when you are in school even when you're in school it's cool but i feel like when you go to college it's really like kind of pushed on you and especially depending on the major that you go into the american dream consists of a house a wife that's gonna hold you down throughout it all you got your kids you got your nice car you got your money actually the wife can stay at home all day because you're making that so much money and that's messed up because you, general, you generalize in women as to like, look, you're here to cook, you're here to clean, you're here to have my children, and you're here to do all this. That's it. Yeah.
2: The American hierarchy is built on capitalism. It is built all on right. money. And money means power. And most people who have power are people of that sort of stature.
0: So there's many things wrong with, with yeah. that picture.
1: So, so with the American dream, you have all of that. But it's nine times out of ten, you aren't going to accomplish that. You aren't. And so since it's glamorized like, hey, this is a perfect life for you, people don't understand that it's beauty in the struggle, J. Cole. Yeah. (laughs) It really is because I'll speak for me, for example. I'm more versatile than someone that's privileged because I know what it's like to have nothing. I was selling candy to get a haircut. Yeah, kind of can't do doing I was MM's,
2: <laughs>
1: so I sold, I sold candy to get a haircut versus selling drugs. But now I'm in a position where, like, I don't, I'm cool. So
0: I, I know these are heavy topics, there's a lot of stuff, yeah, serious but, 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 but it's serious serious and nice. I love it. But and but there's one thing that's <laughs> that's that's bugging me out is <laughs> if we could go back to the candy for a second. So, you know, I do see these kids that are selling candy, like, on the trains. Mm-hmm. Should I buy this candy? Is this going to the to somewhere I want it to? Or, like, what? what's the ratio of, like, the money's going where it should be?
1: It depends, because you have you have certain parents that'll be like, hey, go ask them if they want some right. candy, because they know if an adult asks them, they'll be like, no, I'm not feeling it today. But if you have a child walk up and say, hey, you want to buy candy? they would be like, shit, I can't tell them no
3: right <laughs> so we'll see for the 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 basketball flyers right which feels like the same one everyone has. exactly that Which know, like bullshit yeah it's bullshit so right? what's real well that's the thing is like it depends on the gamble intent. it's a gamble bro. intent
1: means everything everything yeah. like the them. so let's say for example I just okay karate right yeah let's say I block I can throw a block as I'm trying to hit you, or I'm trying to stop you from hitting me. It's all about the mind frame and doing it. Mm-hmm. That's what it boils down to, man.
0: So I shouldn't buy candy from these kids? <laughs>
2: I mean, if <laughs> you, <I>? if you, <laughs> right like, you gotta take you a chance, it's, it's however you want, cause it's the same at home. You though.
3: gotta feel it out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll ask him questions. Where they have to what s- provide so, some details. Can we
0: do a little role play here? I'm a kid, okay? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I'm a kid. I want to know this where this is goes. Good. This is good. All right,
0: I'll be the kid. You be you do what the questions you ask. Okay. Here this we go. Good. I'm around the train.
3: See, and some of them, if they're really good and they're a hustler, I might give them money just for being good at hey. what <laughs> do, do. No, I'm serious. I'll be like, you know what? You probably fucking with me, but here's a dollar, anyways. Because you fucking did your homework. Why would you encourage bullshit, though? It's talent.
2: Because they will no, get because, somewhere with their they life. They still
3: have to at least work hard enough to get to that point. They
2: will of being still get great. somewhere in their life. So,
1: so, so what I'm hearing, is, no, but what, what I'm hearing <laughs> is, Trust what me. I'm hearing is, uh, I have, God. I have my parents say, actually, don't say nothing. Why you lie? Smack. Okay. But then I'm gonna sell candy to get this money. But I know I gotta hustle you a certain way. So if I hustle you good, you'd be like, man, I know it's bullshit, but you know what? I give you something. So it's. While wow. I'm not positive
3: that it sometimes because they're no, that saying, good. The,
1: I'm saying the cases where you know it is bullshit, but you know what? That was pretty good.
2: It's kind of very, very similar at home. Um, there are so many kids; they just look miserable though. They they look very, very miserable. We'd be. I'd be, my mom would be driving me to school, to high school, and then there's these kids literally in the middle of the street, just like torn up clothes, like dirty faces, like a whole like box of like gum. And they're just like, please, please buy something. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I really want to buy something. But like from the stories that I've heard about these children. Their parents literally throw them on the street just exactly. to make some money. So it's very, very similar, and it's just very difficult to kind of distinguish who really needs it or not. But at the same time, at home, there are so many people who, who are just displaced from their own homes. Their homes have been just demolished, and they really need a sure. place to stay. So it's just really hard sometimes to 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 kind of understand because you are a part of this. Like you know this. And you've been through it. Like my, my father has been through this. He was a refugee too. Yeah. So most of the time he's just like, okay, he just gives them like shackles. He's just like, okay, yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's unfortunate.
0: And now a word from our newest sponsor, 1-800-WAITING. It's a sexy hotline. Let's hear from them. Hey ladies, are you tired of waiting for the man of your dreams? <laughs> Call 800-WAITING and talk to a real man. Let's hear it for some of the sexy, sexy men that are waiting for you. We've got David Sperm. Oi, mm. hey, my name is David Sperm, and i just waiting for you. Just sitting here, just 425 pound piece of meat waiting for you. On the bed with the flowers, with the thorns and jamming in my skins, blading, spilling out my mouth. But I'm waiting for you. So call me, I'm waiting for your hats. okay? It's jamming through my gums, but I'm waiting for you. And Rodrigo DeMarco, yummy.
3: Hi, I am Rodrigo. Rodrigo! I am waiting for you, for you, and for you. I am waiting for all the girls. If you do not find me, I will find you. And of
0: course, our youngest buck, Steven Wilkerson. Nice. Um, my name is uh, Stephen Wilkerson. This is my first job. Just kind of really need the money. I'm just lying down um, on a, a sofa chair.
3: Tell them what you will do to them.
0: I'm going to do so many um, bad things. Bad things to you. Uh, is that what they want? I don't know.
3: I'm,
0: I'm going to.
3: There must be more. Rodrigo de Marco does not work with such amateurs to such as yourself.
4: My, my name is you Steven, Steven do do get right
3: <laughs> Steven, you must seduce the women. Mm. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, hi, ladies. My name is, um, St- um
3: Stop name Steve, Stop it, Steve. Wilkerson. Get it together. <laughs> Sorry, Rodrigo. Get your shit together. Fuck it, Steve. You don't do shit. Call 800-WAITING. <laughs>
2: And now back to producer Dre, talking about the shit that he saw.
3: The shit that I saw, being the only like minority within the group. Mm -hmm. Like they, like I even said it in that song that you guys Mm -hmm. heard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where literally they would say shit that they would would think was okay and make fun of me, like, oh, Mm -hmm. your mom jumped over a a fucking uh, fence. That's really stupid. Like stupid stupid shit like that, or or call me like. Uh, Spick or some shit, and yeah. th- and these were my supposedly friends.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Right, fucked up. Right, that I go to one of my way, friends' yeah, house, and yeah, he, yeah, actually, seriously. he actually he um, actually had a fucking Confederate flag in his bedroom, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck is that about? Like, I don't, I'm not cool with that. And he's like, oh, my dad's really into this and this and that. He's like, My dad's just, really into it's your just more like, um, you know, self pride, blah, blah. blah. No, and then the I racist. met his dad. I was scared as fuck to meet his dad because I thought he was going to look at me and whatever. And he was kind of a little weird towards me. So, like, I felt all that shit. So, just because you grow around it, like, it, you still, either way, right. being, And that's why I think we all find comfort in that because we've yeah. all experienced prejudice shit to right. some degree. And I also want to
0: kind of do a shout-out to, to us, in a way, because um, we could see each other, but this is beautiful. Like, we're all a different race. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if, you know, Neuro's from Palestine. Uh, Producer Dre is Puerto Rican. Uh, Rob's black, if you guys haven't noticed yet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
0: and uh, I'm Korean. Um, well, probably the, the least Korean Korean, but I'm Korean still. Um, but, like... The fact that, you know, we're all really good friends, I think, is, is amazing. You know, like the fact that we could come here, have a discussion, um, and kind of give our own... We could chime in, but there's something that unites us the same as the fact that we're all, all open-minded, and we find beauty in, the di- in, in the diversity. Yes. And that, instead of seeing it as something to segregate us, we see it as something that, that's more beautiful, and we're adding to, the, to, the, to our own lives, I think. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And going with that, you know, so I, I hung out with some of your friends...
1: Yesterday, and
0: uh, what I found funny to me is, um, as we're driving towards the south side of Chicago, (laughs) Rob kept looking back behind his, you know, behind the seat, saying, "I'm so proud of you," "I'm so proud of you," (laughs) and I'm thinking, "What are you? What am I? Am I going to war here? Like, why? Why are you proud of me? This is like, he's like, this is the most south you've ever been, huh? I'm like, no." (laughs) <laughs> I've been south before Like, okay, to be honest once <laughs> but I still went more south um, we went to like 63rd street or whatever and <laughs> the whole time he was so proud of me and, and I just wondered if you could explain why <laughs> you were so proud of the fact that we were just driving in a car going mm-hmm. a little bit more south but, but what, what was your perspective
1: I was proud of you because it's beautiful when people can step outside of their comfort zone to come from where you came from because you have a various like amount of background information what you stuck to and growing up and everything like that the fact that you were willing and able to meet me halfway or it demonstrated that you could meet someone halfway with understanding like it's not all about like this is what I'm used to this is what I want this how it should be I can't deal with this yeah so once I saw that, I saw someone that's willing to understand people and someone that's willing to compromise their values or com- compromise something that they're not used to. That's beautiful. And I think I could say the same for all of you guys. Like even just being doing
0: this pod right now all together, like the reason why we're excited to do this or, and enjoy this is because of that, I think. Exactly. So we all share that same commonality. Exactly. Exactly.
4: De
3: Marco. I am the very essence of perfection.
4: Not all are as fortunate as I.
3: And for those unfortunate peasants, there are how you say. Deal breakers.
0: You guys all heard of deal breakers. So like if, if if the someone that maybe you are interested in, but they then they do something, it's a deal breaker. So basically, it's something. So like a deal breaker, shifty eyes, crazy eyes. Um, right, right. For me, it's stubby fingers. But like it could be something different for other
3: people.
1: It could be something else. <laughs> Wait, can we stop right there? Wait, <laughs> Why the stubby? Yeah, let's actually go around and you start first. Oh, okay. deal breakers. Oh god.
0: I mean, this is. <laughs> There's no way I'm gonna get out of this without sounding superficial as hell. No, it's fine. It's just like little sausage fingers. Um, it's like. Um, I have something similar. Like, if it's like. If like their fingers are kind of like. Normal? Didn't that. No. No. If it was like. What's normal? Yeah. I, I, this is so. This is really tough. I don't know. This is the most nervous I've been out of any time we've ever like done sure, this. Good sure Well, because yes. we're on to something. Well, I also feel we're cause getting I, away, I feel like I, I sound like a shithead right now. No, you. And I feel like any girl that actually listens to this podcast like, is looking at their fingers and be like, "Go fuck yourself, Joe."
1: But um, <laughs> they, they not working you
0: then. Thank you. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: <laughs>
3: weird. We just lost a couple of listeners. I know. <laughs>
0: Please subscribe on SoundCloud. <laughs> it's permanent. Um, no, but the fingers, what I'm saying is I guess I'm attracted to fingers that aren't That's a better way to say it, that's more politically correct <laughs> I'm not attracted, or I'm attracted to fingers that are not uh, Feel, like, stubby And thick So, like, even if even if The person's beautiful And then I see that they have really stubby fingers Ugh, that's a deal breaker And I, I sound awful but no, you're fine. You're
3: but if not, it's like, I you kinda, know, like I'm it's kinda like kinda fat good. little fingers, like little sausage fingers. My Mine, mine's more like man hands, kind of. That kind of yes, that what you mean? yes, man like hands. The, like they kind of the are yes. super swollen. Yes, and they're kind of wide. And you're just like, ooh. Yes. I don't because I don't want to picture that hand like or like a Seinfeld
0: where it wears me the fuck out. With a Seinfeld one, like they're touching your face and like here, let me get that for you. And then like you could feel the the oh, the okay. thickness of the finger on your That's eye.
3: Exactly, Seinfeld. Sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You, <laughs> oh
2: God! I think it's more the only physical thing I'm gonna say one something physical and something just about a person that really okay. just a deal breaker. Okay. Um, I'll do that too. I was yeah. I it's more like internal rather than external for me. Yeah. But one thing that oh, really turned south me south. off about a, a guy or another person because I was dating this guy. Had a really ugly, ugly like feet, like really. Like I, I don't mind anything. Like I don't fucking care how you look. You have a unibrow. You have. I don't care. But he had really hairy, (laughs) long, like hairy feet and long toes. Hobbit feet. And I'm just like, oh god. And he wear, he wore like, like flip flops all the time once it got warm. And I'm like, no, (laughs) no, no, please. Did you feet Did
3: you guys break up in the summertime?
2: Yeah. Did,
3: yes. you, did you ever did you, ever, did like you ever confront him about it
2: no i feel like you I can't would you can't confront no, someone i'm curious i'm curious some people
3: are honest like that and they're like you know what you feed it to Or would you just be like? When it comes to
2: physical stuff, I cannot. What if you're like,
3: hey, bro,
0: let's go, let's go get some pedicures.
2: Because you can't change that about a person. But when it comes to internal shit, I'll be like, yo, like I don't like you like this because you're too clingy, which is something I really hate. I hate it when people are clingy.
1: So the thing that I hate is ugly feet. I cannot (laughs) talk to a woman that has like a man-looking foot. I love that. I'm, like, I'm the only woman
2: here. I'm like, do here's me? the thing
3: though when you first meet them, especially if it's not summertime, you're not going to know this. So summer, summer, if you start something with them, they meet everything
1: else of your criteria, and then you see the feet. What do you do? I have my methods of madness in which I can see your foot before I start something. <laughs> I won't really go into that because I have my methods. I'm well,
0: uh, okay. yeah, sorry, in my imagination, I'm like, let me see your feet.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no.
3: He's like,
4: hey, do you
1: want a foot massage. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, no. He's like, no, nope. Cause, cause I it go, it, yeah, I can't really disclose that information. No, that's cool. I but, respect that. Yeah. So I'll have ways and I will know. You are like the Liam
0: Neeson of finding out what feet look like. I have a particular
1: skill no I'm just I'm just good at you. No, I'm, just, I'm just good at figuring stuff out period if I know it's gonna rub me the wrong way yeah. like I swear I'll catch mm-hmm. you slipping so you're so, going with a little bit of a mission a little yeah. bit yeah so but something that I something that I don't like in which you may behave it's when you just too cause I'm an emotional guy and I like to show affection like to you because I'm so guarded. Like when I like to show emotion, I like to show it. So anytime you can't show acknowledgement of how much I'm actually contributing, I go into a bucket then. That's a lot realer than I
3: thought it would be. Yeah. That's what's up. Can we go, um, I also feel like, I kinda wanna hear what the other way
0: around. Like we we went to the negative portion, but what, what is attractive to you as far as internally?
3: yeah start, start with, with Drake, Drake. yeah um, I, I'll just do I'll just follow suit then I, I, I like a pretty face I have to have a pretty face physically um, other way around you you have to have a sense of humor I know it sounds so cliche but it's but it's real for no, me no it's yep. so real like yeah And and also I've had girls where like they just have had no real personality like so beautiful everywhere else but like no, like it was just dry and dead, and like yeah. I couldn't get anywhere with them. I would try to bounce back and forth with certain things, and it it just wasn't working. The, the chemistry just got to be there for real. Uh-huh. And you, and one of the chemistries is with me. I am a goofball. Like I like to joke around once I get down to my court. So if you can't do that with me, then I'm done. Yeah. What about you,
2: Noah? Oh God. The thing is with me, I'm not really. Uh, I'm picky, but I'm also very not picky because oh. I think, like, let <laughs> that me makes sense. let me explain. I know what is, me, but it's
3: funny. Yeah, yeah, I know. let <laughs> me let me
2: explain that. Like, my friends always tell me, like, you don't, you don't. There's nothing that you, there's specific. Like all the people that you've been interested in are all different. You know, I just don't understand. <laughs> like they just don't understand it. Um. Anyway, point of story is physically, there's a lot of things that I like. Obviously. Um, I appreciate it. I'm
1: serious. All right. Give, give, yeah. uh, physical detail. T- like. okay, okay. give, give, give us one thing. Give us one thing. Give us one thing that's physical and something that's internally that you I'm need to, to demonstrate.
2: sure for the Um okay. One thing that's physical It's this is going to sound weird, but I like nice backs. Is that weird?
3: And you cannot lie. So you like hockey players.
2: Hockey players. Or
3: swimmers. Anywho, Newark,
1: continue.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Um, but no, there's. Like, the, not necessarily muscular backs, but backs that are. There's some people who are born naturally with nice backs. I don't know. Um, you
1: say nice, you mean wide, developed, muscular? What do you I talking about? I don't know.
2: About? I really don't know how to explain it. You
1: have to it. touch it first?
2: No, I don't have to touch it.
1: <laughs> I was just asking. I don't know what a nice back looks like. I just. I mean. Define? definition
0: like a six pack this on the like, back.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A right. six
3: pack on the back.
0: All right. Fuck you guys. All right.
2: I feel weird cuz I'm the only girl here. Oh god. Okay. Other than I'm not even going to talk about it. I like nice hair. How about that?
3: No, you can't change it. Ah.
2: Yeah.
0: You don't think no one nobody's gonna be like, oh the hair part. Stubby. They're gonna be like, what about that back actually, part? Actually, no, she no, did no, say no. she had multiple things that she liked. I did. This. No no okay. actually
2: actually the term's all of it. Number two? The back is number two. I would say initially number two. it would be hands. Is that
0: No, that makes no. sense to all I'm of serious. us. We we both don't like stubby hands, so no, no
2: no no. I like like hands in general. I like hands. Because I feel like hands this is gonna get really sentimental. But oh, I feel sure. like hands are very, they're just very, first of all, sensual things. And they're also very important things in everyday life. They oh, teach they you things. Yeah. They teach you. Like, without hands, you cannot learn how to hold somebody's hand or, like, hug hug you know and feel somebody like people that you love you know what yeah, i mean no, i do yeah. it's they're very important things for me not on like holding a glass or holding a pen but just in terms of relationships with other people um on an internal sense i feel like i want to choose two things um first of all i'm really attracted towards people who are very passionate no matter what it is if you're passionate I feel like that brings out a lot of different things in you, whether it's talent, whether it's um, just motivation, like passion ignites so many things within a person. And I guess like Dre said, or producer Andre, it's Such chemistry. actually producer Dre. Producer Dre. Thank you. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, it's chemistry. <laughs> chemistry is very important to me because if I don't have chemistry with somebody and I realize that I'm just like, nope,
1: um Rob, what about you? With me, something that I have to have someone to have, it's like the way you rub me, like the way like your vibe towards me. Like what <laughs> because I'm a big person, like I don't know what it is, like I know how someone makes me feel and I know the type of energy that you bring to the table. So if you have if you have good energy, I don't care how you look. I'll be interested because yeah. I'm super big on like picking up vibes, energies, everything, however, if I can just tell, if I can tell by like the first time someone speaks to me, if you, if it's just wrong, I'm like, uh-uh. Yeah. It, it's off. Yeah. It's off. Like I, I pick up on energy too good. Mm-hmm. So once you rub me the wrong way, you're automatically done, like dead, like you're done. thing so okay. yeah and physical piece something that you have to have
3: rub- mm. <laughs> you can use, use that same
1: one for both <laughs> yeah, I guess right. yeah i guess you're right i guess you're right rub you the right way that's weird but anyway. oh gosh i'm talking about christina aguilera's genie in the bottle <laughs> It's, it's all about vibe though like if you have the wrong vibe to me yeah and that's the thing someone may ask like what's the wrong vibe to you I don't know it I just know what I feel like energy can
0: I say something honest like when you and I first met as friends how did you not get weird vibes from me like I feel like I was throwing out some weird vibes it's I do weird. purposely
1: no you threw out weird vibes but they they weren't genuine.
0: Yeah, it was just naturally weird. Yeah, like you you were going. just being who that's you
1: were. Point. That's so not, in, anytime I feel like you're not genuine, you're done. Like I just, yeah. And there's so many things that I pick up on where I see like, you're not genuine. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking to you. Yeah, that's a good point. You can't do it.
2: I feel like that's why we all get along though because we're very genuine Very, yeah. and I was telling you guys that like I didn't I didn't like interact with you like as much because they sat right next to me um, <laughs> <laughs> But I remember telling Andre like you guys are cool cats I want to be your friend <laughs> Literally you, you, I said that
1: to yeah, him Yeah like you picked up on the Was like yeah. damn like they these guys are family mm. like they actually represent holding each other up mm-hmm. no matter what if I don't get that from you, you're done. exactly. I think what I really appreciate about our
0: friendship is that, like, we all push each other. It's not like one's lacking. It's like, let's say one day you don't feel like you want to be a good friend because you're like going through shit. I feel like we do, like, on a daily basis, kind of push each other to be better people to each other. Yeah. And I think that that's something I really cherish about all of our relationships. Is like, I want to be a better person slash friend to you, and because you guys push me to become
3: better because you guys are so good to me. And I think that's rare. And we all have those days where we don't feel like doing that shit. Yeah. But we'll just regroup, talk, hold each other up and yeah. become
2: out
1: better people. I yeah. agree. You, yeah, you had one yesterday. He right. was like, if it wasn't for you, would not be. Oh. I was
0: struggling to go <laughs> yeah.
1: to your
3: birthday. That's all right, I
0: was so struggling uh, to go to Rob's birthday yesterday, and I was like, it's, that was serious, though." I know it was. If I was not, cl- I was like, "I want to go home and watch the Rever- Revenant, whatever, <laughs> book, something very like isolation movie." Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, like oh, something. That was good. That yeah. was good. I just wanted to be alone and just like watch until I fell asleep. But uh, I'm glad I went out though, because it was like if it's one of your birthdays, I'm gonna no matter what, I'm gonna be there. I
3: just of like a bitch. I'm sorry. Nah, I just feel like shit. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I just... Really... You
1: know I just want to go on record, apologizing to
3: Rob. <laughs> for
1: not making it to his birthday. <laughs> it's fine. He bought me a bottle of Hennessy. It's fine.
0: And thank you so much for listening to episode four of the Inside Joe. Uh, We know this episode was a little bit different than our usual, Um, and we just wanted to touch upon some sensitive issues that are close to our hearts, such as diversity. Um, We hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any comments, feel free to email us at theinsidejoe at gmail.com. And please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Inside Joe. Until next time, gumbe.